Avenger movie. Hello out there in Dimwit Nation. You are listening to your favorite podcast. This is the DYM podcast, which stands for Defend Your Movie, Defend Your Media, Media, Defend Whatever You Want. I'm one of your hosts. This is Dutch Sean Donnelly, joined here by the very, very he's able to see and we're able to see him, the very visible Andrew Fiore. Happy New Year. Everybody, happy New Year, Shawnee. Happy 2021, baby. Finally. I, I can't believe it, 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 it. This year simultaneously felt like it was four years and also like it was a week long. Yes. Does that make sense? Like Absolutely. it felt like an eternity, yes. but also went by in the blink of an eye. Yeah. And like it was funny. Like the first, the first five months or four months of the quarantine felt like an eternity. And <laughs> then summer to now feels like it went by in the, in the blink of an eye, like you said. It, it, oh, my it, God. It's ridiculous. What a year. Holy shit. Good to be here in 2021. Things can only get better, folks. I mean, the vaccine's coming. I think we're going to be out there humping and hugging and kissing and, you know, uh, making babies sooner than later. I think, Johnny, I, I can only imagine what Andrew Fiore is going to do once he has the vaccine. I think he's just going to be like Rumspringa from the pat- pandemic. And he's <laughs> he's going to be like an Amish boy who's been let out at 18 years old to sow his wild oats. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know what? You know, my favorite gremlin, uh, my favorite Christmas movie, as we've talked about on the show uh, before, is Gremlins. And there's that scene when all the gremlins are in the bar and one of them is just swinging around by yeah. the ceiling fan. Yeah, that's like, that's going to be us when the vaccine hits. Yeah. That in the bar is just going ape shit. We're going to have to do like uh, set up in like maybe for over the summer, just a Patty's outdoor because, you know, they're going to have the outdoor area, just an outdoor yeah, indoor, yeah. just a- invite every single person I know on the planet to come and just go to Patty's and get loaded. Just Absolutely. Loaded. Maybe we'll bring a recorder. We'll do a defend your move. We'll defend your marathon of guests. Ooh. Maybe we'll just have people come on as they come up for five minutes and then we'll talk about uh, whatever. That would be great. Uh, That'd be fantastic. Yeah, so uh, we're in the final stages of this thing. Hopefully, no hiccups and everybody stays yeah. safe. And let's just hunker down for a few more months, gang. And I think we'll be there. And I think we're going to come back better than ever. I really, really do believe that. I think, especially in New York, it's going to be like, let's get the fuck outside. It's going to be warm weather. And I think people are just going to be so happy. And I think it might be like a great renaissance period, to be honest. I think people are going to be dying to do stuff. So I think you're still going to have a certain population who's like, I'm not doing anything. Like they're just going to be like, well, right. I don't try. I don't, they're, they're going to like, even after they get the vaccine, they're like, well, you can still get, maybe I can transfer it. Maybe. But I think if enough people have the vaccine, then you should be okay. But there's still going to be people yeah. who are like, I have no interest in, in doing stuff, but that's fine. And that, that's okay. We, yeah. you, we can weed out the, those few who don't want to hang. Here's the other thing too, is that um, especially if, what pertains to us and like you know people have brought up our, our comedy come to comedy club is going to come back strong yeah i've been asked that question like all and i go yeah. yeah i think so because i've been to enough things and enough people came out in a global pandemic and in a quarantine where they were like yeah just give me something so i think there's going to be opposite to what you said those people who are going to be so ready to get back that it's not going to be an issue at all yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah. It's it, that, that's what I'm saying. That's and that's going to be a lot of people because they're going to be like, well, everybody got the, the vaccine once, and that yeah. probably times out in like late spring, early summer would be like, there'll be like, you know, what is it going to be like over a hundred million people with this vaccine? You know, exactly. So, so um, yeah, at that point, you're it's going to be you're going to be cleared for this bad boy. Are people going to want to hang in big groups? I go. I went to seven keg parties during this thing in the middle of it. I think people are going to be ready once they have a vaccine. Do you know what I mean? Did you time travel to college? Did you really go to seven keg parties during this? Thing? Being hyperbolic, <laughs> but I, my point was, I went to enough. Yeah. Kind of, I went to enough kind of shadier indoor stuff. Not the most responsible thing, but. 
enough people, you could get a sense of they are the ones that are going to be supporting the live venues yes. and uh, all that sort of entertainment things when it comes. I don't think there's going to be a lack of an audience, I guess is a better way to put it. No, there's not going to be lack of an audience. It's just a matter yeah. of uh, the only thing that would affect that is joblessness that makes people not able to come out and, get, you know. Sure, like, sure. A lot of these places, what they should do is they should go for, they should at least have, you know, some of these clubs that are going to be hurt. And it's like, hey, free admission, just we'll keep the drinks, free admission. Yeah, uh, there you go. We'll, we'll keep, we'll just to get just to get the bodies back in the place and just to roll back into entertaining people. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. I think that comedy clubs will do, and I was just saying this on a different podcast as well, uh, they're going to be like outdoor shows will be part of the repertoire of, of yeah. your which will be so, which will be a change, but I guess a positive change because people had fun with them. You know, I had fun. I had fun going to the park. You know, I hope those stick around. It wasn't ideal, but it's like if I have nothing else to do, I'll do a park show again. If people are there, you know what I mean. There was a yeah. lot of fun rooftop venues that came out of this that I had a really fun time with. You know, it was fun walking up a rickety staircase, a rickety fire escape. To uh, do shows in front of the J. Actually, maybe that rooftop show wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> well, which one? The, uh, the I was like, it it was super fun because the crowds are great. But then the J train comes by every four minutes. Not Jared Freed, the actual J train. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the one. That's Tiny Cover, which is a great place. It was great. But also, if you're a story of people like we are, it's it takes you far. It's, like, it's a journey. It's, it's an absolute and a lot. Yeah, a lot of ambient noise in the background, which take, is fine. I, I'd four rather trains. You take a Segway. You take a mule. You take like everything <laughs> yeah. to get there. Yeah. There's passwords to get in. There's a little guy with a slide door opening. The Twin Peaks guy walking backwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but the, the shows themselves were really, really fun. Uh, yeah. Some and, good came out of it. Yes, some definitely good came out of the outdoor outdoor stuff. Um, and I think that'll just work its way into part of comedy. And I don't know if they'll just, these clubs will be like, well, we're not going to do them because that's we're spreading out the amount of shows and maybe that's not logistically that makes no sense or something weird like that. But I think they're still right. going to do them or people, independent producers will just do them. You know what I'm saying? I, I agreed. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, speaking of spreader events, how was your Christmas, Johnny? <laughs> that was Merry great. Christmas, segue. Everybody. <laughs> uh, it was well, good. I, I spent Christmas with immediate family out in strong yeah. Island, as I call it. I just made that nice. up. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, you know, it was fun. It was just kind of laid back. And then we watched Home Alone. And my my nephew does the little kid thing of he's like, well, who's that guy? What is that? Is he a bad guy? And I'm like, no, just watch the movie. Like he yeah. likes oh. his dad works in movies. So like he and he's creative kid. So he he likes the idea of like finding the behind, all the behind the scenes stuff out about the movie and like <laughs> figuring out like, the you know, th so that's what yeah, he was yeah, yeah. like, well, is he going to what's he going to do? He's going to be bad. And it's like. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy oh, the movie. Sounds exactly like my mom. <laughs> my mom cannot let the normal story of a movie play out. She just goes, well, what's going to happen if he does that? I go, hey, ma, movies normally have a way of wrapping things up if you watch the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? She'll just go, well, I don't understand why he would do that. I go, <laughs> I, I think it'll figure itself out in the end. Well, it's also like it's like, yeah, that's what moms are like with movies. And it's oh, like, my God, dude. It's also like when you're a mom, you become a mom for even movie characters. Like so, you're, so, you're, yeah. so your mom's just like, well, he could do that, but I'd be very disappointed. In him. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm mad. Not. I'm just disappointed. My mom still like clucks her tongue at uh, vulgarity in movies. Like we're watching Goodfellas. Yes. You know, drop an F bomb. There. She goes, well, yeah. I mean, do they have to say it like that? It's go, my mom. Too. Yeah. They're gangsters, mom. They're men in the mafia. <laughs> they curse. You've seen this movie 20 times. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I, I my dad was never after a while my dad like he couldn't follow movies like as he was oh, getting yeah. like but did I ever I tried to do this on stage a couple times where the first time I ever watched Usual Suspects and uh -huh. yes, there's a scarlet letter attached to Usual Suspects now because it was directed by Brian Singer who was a pedophile apparently and Oh really? Oh yeah, they would have like these sex parties with these teenage boys. Oh, boy. and uh, and Kevin Spacey, who's just a piece of shit, who apparently sexually assaulted uh, a bunch it's of dudes. Still a great movie, though. It's still a great movie. I watched it over Christmas break, actually. It's awesome. So, 
if you haven't seen Usual Suspects yet, there's a huge twist ending that I'm not going to. Oh, come on. It's been enough time. It's been 20 years. So Kaiser Soze is uh, is Kevin Spacey, but you don't yeah. know. It's the, narr- the narrator of the movie. You don't realize it, but he becomes an unreliable narrator by the end of it because he's the bad guy in the movie. So the whole time he could have just been lying about what he was talking about. Well, he was. He made it up all on the spot. He made it up on the spot. Exactly. But even even right. Exactly. Genius. I loved it when I first saw it. I mean, I I told you this before on the pod. Sorry if I'm repeating myself, but we saw that me and Nick Thompson rented a video and got that video tape in the wrong marked box. So we put it in thinking we were getting dazed and confused or something and it was the usual suspects and we were blown away. Yeah. that Wow. That's a great way to see that movie. Yeah. You're like, yeah. We're not expecting this at all. And thank yep. God that you didn't go back and switch it out. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Which you probably would have eventually seen it anyway, because guys our age would have watched. Sure. But still. it was just fun to be like, well, that was the greatest movie I'd ever seen in my life. I was you know, <laughs> 17 years old. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It blew yeah. my mind. The twist ending at the time. It's a the twist ending, and it kind of started. It didn't start twist endings, but it was like it, it's in the in the Hall of Fame for twist. Oh endings. yeah, for sure. And so that's a very crucial moment of the movie, and it's this moment where you start to realize it at the end of the movie, <laughs> where because at first they throw you a misdirect and they make you think it's Gabriel Byrne, and then yep. you slowly realize it's not right. So me and my dad are watching this in the basement of my house, and. <laughs> there's the part where they're tr- he's trying to direct it towards Gabriel Byrne and and the cop thinks it's Gabriel Byrne and he's going that's right it's Gabriel Byrne he did it you know he's yeah, the character yeah. and then it gets to the point where, where you're supposed to think that's the end of the movie and my dad is sitting in front of me and he turns to me with a big smile and goes well I guess that's it that's the ending right <laughs> he goes I guess that's it and then he turns back around and then looks back at me and goes or is it <laughs> <laughs> Or is it? He's like an old Batman show from the '60s. It's like, is this the end for the Cape Crusader? (laughs) Or is it? And I'm sitting there going, "You bastard! You son of a bitch!" Like, like one of those takes you out of the moment. But here's the thing about hilarious. That ending is so good. It still works. Yeah, that's how yeah. good that ending is. That I was like, "What is he talking?" I'm like, I kind of was like, "What is he talking about?" What is he, yeah. what is he? And then, and then I go, "Oh, wow!" I did not. I still didn't expect what he was implying with his. Right. Well, I guess we'll just pack things up and go home. Yeah. Like you were getting up, you know, dusting yourself off and going, "Well, <laughs> yeah. I guess I better hit the old dusty trail and get to bed." And he goes, "Hold on a second, young man." Yeah, nobody does that. Like, there's, there's movie left. I'm I'm gonna watch this. Like you said, like yeah, ma. Like dad, the freaking movies have a way of wrapping themselves up. Like, I'm not. I'll watch till the credits. I'm not just gonna go. Oh, you think that's the ending? Okay, let me let me get out of here. I guess you just said that's the ending. Yeah, I I and I know this is like you always you know you become your parents, but I'm pretty sure I will never be like that. Do you know what I mean? No, not with movies. No. Yeah, no, and, exactly. And, and my dad wasn't. He would watch movies. So this was out of character. But I think he was <laughs> so excited about this ending. It is very exciting. That he was like, I'm going to let him know. Yeah. My dad also had a thing about surprises. Like he liked ruining surprises. Not in a bad way. I think you just get so excited about it. Sure, so like, sure, sure. The story about my mom that she there was a restaurant in Jersey they were going to have her baby shower at, right? Uh-huh. And my dad found out that where that was and took her there the night before her baby shower. <laughs> and then she was there. She was, Route three. She was, she, I don't know where it was. I forget what restaurant. Ruts Hut. What? Ruts Hut. No, I don't know. So, so inside Jersey. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm from Long Island, but so then they took, he took her there and he's just like, ah, and then she goes, why? She realized that when she got there, she goes, oh, this is where the shower is going to be. Yeah, why would you and, do and that? It's be tomorrow. And my dad goes, oh, I, I just want to check this place out. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> we live in New York. We live in Queens. Why would you do yeah. that? And then uh, when he was asked about it later in life, he would go, well, I didn't want your mom getting so surprised she goes into labor. The one oh. she- <laughs> but like, but he was one, like he had that thing of like, but it wasn't malicious. Like it wasn't malicious. He was just like, he was giddy. He was probably excited. Yeah, he's giddy. Yeah, exactly. I ruined a uh, surprise party for Jamie Sullivan in eighth grade. And, you know, that's a very tenuous time when social status means a lot. 
Yes. And yeah, I, I wasn't at, I wasn't Zach Morris back then to begin with. You know you what became, I mean? You became the party chucker. <laughs> yeah, I was closer to Screech uh, in terms of popularity than Zach Morris. I, yeah. you know, was a chubby kid. I got made fun of a lot in like grade school. But by the time eighth grade came around and like freshman year of uh, of high school, I was kind of, you know, finding my own way. But still, me ruining the surprise party for a cool kid didn't help me out at all. You know what I mean? Because... Uh, I got invited and they were like, it'd uh, be at Jamie Sullivan's house at seven o'clock Friday night. And nobody mentioned to my credit that it was a surprise party. Yeah. So, well, that's on, like, on you. I, on like Thursday, I was like, hey, man, uh, I went to Jamie. I'm like, really looking forward to the party tomorrow. Could be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, oh boy. I realized what I did. And then they still had the surprise. Like he we all got there and he just kind of walked up the street, <laughs> but like knowing, and I was like, ah, I'm such a piece of shit. I really <laughs> did they all give you a hard time because oh, of it? Yeah, it was yeah, I yeah, mean, like Oh, that sucks. I feel so bad for, for, <laughs> for 12 year old and fat Andy. Fat Andy. <laughs> Well, I almost ruined a an engagement a proposal. Oh Be quiet! I, I, <laughs> You're not going to propose, are you? That's that's the funny part of Big Daddy. <laughs> but that's not. Is that Big Daddy? Oh, that is Big yeah, Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! You're not going to propose. <laughs> He's like, yeah, pal. I yeah. am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my buddy John, who's my 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 best buddy John, uh, who now lives in Arizona. He was, I knew he was going to ask his girlfriend to marry him. And it was the day he was supposed to do it. And uh, he picked oh, up, I, so he was in like his room or something. But I thought it was like later in the day, I think. Like he picked up the phone. And my first thing I said was, Did you ask her yet? I just like, Did you ask her? <laughs> oh, no. And he, all of a sudden I hear, and I hear like flipping and like falling. And I'm like, What the hell? And then he texted me, I think, right after that and says, uh, she's right here. I didn't ask her. I had you, I had you on speakerphone. Yeah, well, that's on him too. That's on him too. He had me on speaker. So I go, oh my god, I didn't know. And to this day, he tells me that she didn't know. I don't think she was paying attention. I don't think she heard me say it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and for my saving grace, I I talk fast like I'm Kimmy <laughs> Gibbler from Full House. I'm just like you know, very fast talker. So maybe she just didn't hear what I said. There's a very possibility, or maybe he's just being talker. polite and he's saying no, she didn't hear it when she actually did. Sure, sure. Uh, that made me think of when you're talking about spoiling, you know, the usual suspects and um, movies with huge twist endings. What are movies that hold up if you know? the ending because i was touring with fish in the summer of 99 i did the whole summer tour well so i missed with, with is a very strong word and with the band yeah i was on with right. my friends following the band around right, right. let's 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 clarify Splendid okay thank you. Keep, keep going yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i i was behind i was two months behind the movie scene now if you remember summer 99 the big twist ending of that year was The Sixth Sense. Absolutely. Another class. So I'm back at my buddy Brown's house. We're all uh, having a little party in his basement. And they just get to talk. My friend Marshall just goes, yeah, we sat down about halfway through. My little brother turns to me. He goes, I think he's dead the whole time. And, and I went, didn't see it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Oh. But my point is, it still held up when I watched it. I was like, this is still a good enough movie where even though I know the ending, I still appreciate the movie enough for being a good film. I always would have loved to have seen it, not knowing that information, but I still think what are, so what do you think are some of the best? Do you think movies that hold up, even if you know the twist ending, would you consider, well, you know, I just saw a cabin in the woods recently. Would you consider that a twist ending or that? You sure. Find that out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, something that you would never see coming. It's a unique thing that is uh, gone from like a mile. It comes from a mile away. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that holds up. That's a cool. It's, you know, uh, you know maybe horror movies, I don't but. know, though, because if you know that that's all spoiler alert being engineered, the front half of the movie doesn't isn't like cinematically great or anything. You know what um, I mean? It's really that movie really has the big payoff of being nope. like, okay, I was able to put up with like that kind of tropey every yeah. single thing of horror. 
but it's so self-aware yeah but they kind of right. know that it's and like they make up for that by being funny the whole time like so so it, it, it just kind of changes genres it's not there to scare you anymore it's there just to be like kind of a turn the genre on its head a little bit you know yeah, yeah. yeah so i think it holds up not as well as like usual suspects definitely does definitely uh and speaking of another another kevin spacey one that's a surprise ending that and that movie holds up i think that's still a good movie american beauty oh yeah for sure it's, um, you know, I think it's not necessarily a twist but i think you would if you if you knew that that happened before you saw the movie you would still enjoy the movie i'll give you another one since we were talking about mank and citizen kane Fight club one of the biggest spoilers of all time is what's rosebud you know it's this sled and it's like oh yeah who cares? like you don't really fine i guess if you knew that rosebud was his sled you would still watch that movie and be like this is a great movie with that piece of information yeah yeah it's, you know what that's I mean? like, it doesn't really change much change well it, well it's almost kind of a letdown you go that's ah, his fucking sled great yeah it's his childhood you know well well you know and because the whole time and especially with how you're trained to think about movies you're thinking rosebud's a person so that's the giant freaking right right, cell, right is that oh he he's like so it you're thinking that oh he's the way he is because he yeah. there's a love lost and what it really is is he was his innocence was lost or whatever you know right, whatever, right, right, whatever right. it is so it's a cool it's it's super heady and super cool for sure but it's still a great movie but uh <laughs> yeah you're right it still doesn't really change the outcome of the movie at all well also what are some of the worst reveals the immediate well, what about I, we didn't say Fight Club what do you think about Fight Club um but again that's not like a Yes, it is. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, That's a huge surprise ending, twist ending. That would ruin the movie. I'm trying um, to be vague because I, I guess these movies are old. No, they're out for 20 years. You can say yeah, whatever. Tyler Durden's, you know, he's the same person. Uh, you know, you know, what somebody else wrote to me when I I talked about Fight Club on something on a, a tweet or something, and somebody wrote that. Uh, what's her name? The girl, uh, Twyla, whatever her name is. Is that her name in the movie, Twyla? Yeah. She's also not real, apparently. Is that true? I don't know I don't if that's know. just a theory. They say she's made up okay, as well. That's your pal, David Fincher. <laughs> <laughs> David Fincher, if you're listening to the DYM podcast, can you come? Why don't you ask your pal, Koppelman? <laughs> hey, maybe I will. And we are going to have Koppelman on. That's going to be a future episode. <laughs> yeah, oh, so maybe we should talk about that really quickly. We could talk about that. I just, I was, we could talk about worst movie reveals too, because when I was thinking about this topic, the one that popped into my head was Planet of the Apes. When you just go, it was Earth the whole time. You go, oh, fuck you. Well, that was known <laughs> as a big reveal back in the day. I know, but now watching it, you just go, fuck off. <laughs> well, it's also been parodied about 3,000 oh. times. Nova, I taught you how to smile. <laughs> that's a pretty good lesson. <laughs> you got He's so hurt. Yeah. That Nova doesn't get I taught you how to smile. I love that. That's <laughs> my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> I've only seen that once, that movie. Yeah. I mean, it's if you go back for a fun watch, but getting to. are really into the Planet of the Apes movies. I like their new ones a lot. The two. Um, remakes they did with James Franco and then the one after that is they're yeah. really entertaining they're really fun and good um uh but yeah, yeah so going if you follow me and Shawnee on the old Twitter there uh our pal Brian Koppelman creator uh writer of rounders creator of billions um boss of our pal Dan Soder uh someone I forget we should give him credit because he totally brought Koppelman into the conversation uh I'll try and look it up on Twitter um, he basically tweeted Koppelman tweeted something to the effect of how great Zodiac was. And, uh, and some, somebody, one, of, one of our, one of our dimwits brought uh, Koppelman into the conversation. Well, he, 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 he tweeted at him. Uh, he tweeted us with that tweet. He quoted the tweet and tweeted us and I retweeted and we know Koppelman. So Koppelman wrote, did I help you win an argument to me? And I said, you absolutely. Yeah. Did. And that's what, what, there's no victory there. What is uh, the win? There's no are win. you not saying that Brian Koppelman should have out of the out of us because two you're bozos? Both wrong. Out of, you're just out both of, wrong. That, I, of, I am sorry, Brian Koppelman. I respect and love the guy and all his work. But who do you think knows more about opinion. movies? Who do you think knows about more about movies? You or the guy who wrote? I I, I'm gonna. I want to save all this because I'm gonna get worked up because I want to save all of the Zodiac, Sons of Lamb stuff for when we right. have Koppelman on. So yeah, I don't want to okay. go too nuts, but I'm already getting agita about this again. 
I'll just say this. I'm even including myself in this. I, you know who knows more about movies? The guy who wrote Rounders. That's who it's, knows more about me than, than me. About I'm not movies. saying he doesn't know more about movies and filmmaking than I do. Obviously, I'm saying this is a subjective opinion, and I will give up. I'll bring my points to the table for you two, and we can discuss in that format. I'm going to rewatch until it. Then, um, I yeah, I'm going to rewatch Zodiac. You know, but uh, it was uh, Iraq thirty three eighty two. Eric Lundquist uh, for was bringing compliment to the Zodiac yeah. signs of the lambs. Thank, Thank you, you Iraq. So you're, you're a loyal dimwit. We love you. Shout out to Iraq and uh, yeah, give him a follow. Iraq yes. thirty three eighty two. Yeah, because um, he he absolutely um, he might be the reason that compliment does the podcast. Big dimwit, big loyal follower. We um, love Iraq. Uh, and yeah, and thank you for doing that because he re- he added a lot of credibility to my side. Because let's be honest, I'm in the minority here when it comes to this argument. I'm in. I'm. I'm I guess. Yeah. Most people would be on I, your side. Uh, again, I, I don't want to get too into it because we're going to do a right. whole right, we'll old, old yeah. DYM versus. Yeah. With Brian Koppelman. and uh, again, yeah, it was just funny to uh get worked up on twitter so that's stay tuned for that gang and thank you iraq again but that'll be a fun thing to look forward to and i stand by my uh stand by my opinion but well, uh did you get anything good from santa there shawnee well like my sister got me knives a knife block Ooh, like a knife block for kitchen i knives. also got some cookware very nice i was really excited about that and my other sister got me a they're very she's so sweet. She got me a mug with a picture of me and Rickles, who was my Aww. dog on the mug. All and right. it says Rickles. and it's very it says forever in my heart on the mug. It's very Aww, nice. Very, very sweet. sweet. So <laughs> those are the two big things I got. I got some clothes and stuff. Got some cash from the old mom. She gave, she nice. gave me cash. I'll take the cash. And, um, and I bought with the cash. I already bought a uh I'm going to get like a fancy beard trimmer that I have coming to me because I'm just going to start doing it myself. Cause a lot of these barbershops, they're not mm-hmm. back to trimming beards. So, but also I'm like, I can do it the way I want to do it. The length I want. Cause a yeah. lot of times I'll go and they'll do it too short or too long, or they'll do a little thing on the end of it that swoops up, but I don't mm-hmm. like it. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to learn how to do it exactly how I like it. Yeah. I got one of those. I bought a new beard trimmer with about 18 different attachments over COVID. So I could do that very thing. Which That's kind great. is it? Maybe it's the one I got. Brawn, I want to say. Oh, so I had a brawn one that great. I lost the charger and the thing doesn't work. So now I got something called Brio. I saw it. On, it's like an Instagram purchase. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Nice. I got some, uh, I got a very, some two very cool things. You know, I'm a big uh, framer in my apartment. Yes. I like frames. My little sister um, found my dad's old sheet music. So again, yeah, another uh, dearly departed member of the DYM family. She made a gift out of it. So uh, you know the song, The Sloop John B. Of course. Uh, Each Boy's famously covered of it. But it's an old. That's like our uh, Fiori family theme song. Whenever we have reunions or big get togethers, my dad would it's lead such us a good song. Sloop John B. And so my sister found my dad's old sheet music. And she had uh, the Sloop John B, the front page of the sheet music framed for me. And you see my dad's markings on it. It was a very sweet, very nice gift. Very thoughtful. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Very cool cry? gift. I didn't cry, but I, I was very, very emotional. Mug. I was yeah. emotional with the mug, too. And, I mean, but that's <laughs> really emotional. Yeah. It was uh, it, it, emotionally, this was better than Thanksgiving because. Oh, uh, well, that was right after. That was the very first holiday without my dad. I'll tell you this one. This was a tough one for me. My mom gave me. Uh, Big Joe's chair at the dinner table. Now she goes. You should sit here now. And I went. Whoa, baby whoa. doll. <laughs> because at Thanksgiving it was just me, my younger sister, and my mom. So it was normally, uh, you know, my mom sits at one head of the table. My dad sat at the other one, and me and my sisters would sit across from each other. And uh, there was just the three of us at Thanksgiving, so it wasn't an issue. And it was actually kind of sad because my dad's seat was just there, but empty. So now for Christmas, my older sister's there, my nephew's there. And uh, my mom goes, you should, you should sit in dad's chair. You should sit there. That's like, that's like your, oh, your, wow. uh, your Captain Kirk all of a sudden. Yeah. Leading the, uh, leading the Fiori family into the, the final frontier. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> delicious food, uh, fun times. Uh, we kept it under 10, which was the New Jersey, um, you know, indoor party acts or whatever. Oh, I, I yeah, wasn't so so thrilled yeah, about we were, it. We were at six. 
Yeah, we were about to eight uh, yeah. at full capacity. But I, I dipped out for one of the final functions on Sunday. My uh, my younger sister's very excited. She's got a new boyfriend she lives with now. They're, they're very happy. But she is uh, making my mom host this party for her boyfriend's parents to come over. I'm like, I don't think this is the smartest thing on earth here. No. You know, have, holding these super spreader events in the middle. We're, we're about to be at the final stage of this thing. Maybe just push this one down the line, you know, kick it down the road. And so I ducked out of that one. I didn't want to see and meet any new people. And that, I'll be honest with you, Shawnee, was really me just not wanting to be there rather than <laughs> caring yeah. about my general health. <laughs> Especially for a guy who just mentioned, he's like, I've been to like nine keg parties during this thing. It and he's like, me. you know what? I'm going to have to duck out of this because there's 11 people here and I can't handle it. <laughs> it was really, I was like, I, I don't want to meet new people yeah. and have to be phony <laughs> and go out. <laughs> and he drove directly to a Hasidic wedding with 4,000 people. <laughs> yeah. He's like, my friend Moisha, he's getting married. I'm going to have to go over there. <laughs> I have to go to a bris. I have to go to <laughs> in the middle of the fucking. John, like, you see what you're doing there? Oh, you just took it out of my fucking mouth. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Darling, you see what you're doing there with the glass on the end of the table? The greatest one-off character, I think. He, I think he beats Booker. You said that. You said that. It's, it's one of my favorites. It's, and it's crazy when we found out how he died. Oh, my God. It's like fucking grisly death. <laughs> he was like found in the woods, murdered in his car. So the rabbi from Seinfeld. Was he found, I think he was found like a, a, hole, a hole in the desert or something, like down some ravine or something. Something really scary and unfortunate and ghastly. But God, what a performance! The rabbi. It's, it's, do you? Do you? Huh? 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 <laughs> Butcher boy. Butcher boy. Last thing I remember is you flinched. Because <laughs> you know what you can do to my business? Do you? What's the part where he goes, do you? Huh? 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 <laughs> He's so great. I mean, it's a fight. It's, it's, uh, he, it kind of reminds me of like a, a Rodney Dangerfield set. It's like, totally is. The yeah. fucking, oh my God, it's so good. I uh, wish we, uh, <laughs> we, we did at one point. We brought up his name on the podcast. Um, well, I, did you watch anything during the uh, VK? I, I watched, I started a lot of watching Christmas TV reruns. Show. Already one season into a TV show. Which one? Succession. Oh God, buddy! I can't wait for you to catch up. I it's one of my. F- yeah, I think it's so goddamn funny. It's super funny and so darkly funny that I'm just waiting for more because it does not make me feel good about humanity. And even in the no, 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 I, no, no. I, I was like, yeah, I'm okay with like succession has made me okay with not being a billionaire. Like it's like <laughs> I think that comes with the territory. You just become a giant piece of shit. Oh, know? I can't wait for you. Yeah, that's a fun, fun watch. I'm aching for new ones because I'm already through it and I love it. Come it. out. Third season come out soon or no? I don't know. I have no idea. But, uh, um, it's. it's a- Brutal show uh, as far as like <laughs> yeah. how they are to each other, but it's super funny oh, and they wait. And Brian Cox is amazing and and you know so good. Um, <clears throat> I didn't watch any new things because I got to be honest, Shoney, shit is really drying up in terms of new releases. You know, I'm I'm excited for the Universal stuff to come out, the uh, Many Saints of Newark, the Sopranos prequel. I'm gonna watch Wonder Woman 1984. I've heard some negative things. You've seen it. But I'm still gonna watch it anyway, just to see. I don't know what was your initial reaction. Or do you should want we my? Wait? Do you want my opinion? Yes. I right, put it this way. I like wa- the I like the first Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. I liked it fine. I thought so it was I. Fun. I loved it. I think it's the best one out of all the DCs, except for the the Christopher Nolan's. But I think it's the best best one. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the Joker's great, but that kind of doesn't count. Nah. Um. Uh. I'll put it to you this way. This oh, is boy. what I think. Uh oh. And this should give you an idea of how I feel about the movie. Yikes. After watching it, I finished. First of all, I didn't watch it one sitting. That should tell you something. Okay. Secondly, I, after watching it, what I think now about them putting it on HBO Max uh-huh. is because they were worried about how bad it would do in the movie Ooh, theaters. This is and, and yeah, and that and it actually makes sense. It, like makes it a bigger deal to put it on HBO Max than put it in the theaters, and it completely bombed, which oh, it boy. probably would have. Because apparently, I read something today about how the first week. In China or in Japan or something was a ninety-two percent drop off from the from the from the previous week. That so sounds like a lot. It's it's <laughs> and the thing that sucks is the first one is so good. It's, it's uh, did I, they it rush it or what the hell? They had enough time. I think they. What happens a lot of the time is this. I think first off, you get like you get egos get involved, and I think what happens first off, the movie is two and a half hours long. Oh so my gosh. 
does not fit into the Andrew Fiore Zodiac. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, Thing, I, man, could, I could watch Gal Gadot yeah. run around in that outfit for about 17 hours straight, but uh, I guess that's not a saving grace in the end. No, and that you're not, you're, she's not in the outfit most of the movie, you know? Well, what the hell are we doing here? What's she in Hillary Clinton pantsuits? <laughs> she kind of is, actually, for oh, part of the movie. God. What the? But here's the thing, man. Like, uh, what you call it? Um, the point of it is, is that. If you have Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, you should have learned from the first one. I don't know how long the first one was. I don't think it was two and a half hours. I think it was like two hours, maybe, maybe. And what you should have learned is Wonder Woman movies are between an hour and a half and, and two hours. Actually, any of, these, any, any of these movies are like, it should be like that. Yes. Um, I'm, uh, you know me. I'm okay with longer movies, but it has to be a certain type of movie. And I'm right. okay if, if, if it makes sense because the, the Avengers was long, but there were so many characters that it made sense. The Avengers were three hour, almost three hours long. That makes sense to me. You're resolving a lot of plot points yeah, and a lot. Yeah. Of, so you're keeping people entertained the entire time. Right. This movie was a mess from oh like the start God. of the movie. Like it just wasn't. And also for some reason, uh, they shouldn't have had her in the eighties. The way that she acts as this character, she makes more sense in the forties than the, in 84. Like she's, She's not, yeah. and also the writing, the script stunk. The, right. the well, I don't say too much. I'll still give it a go, but give it a go and we'll talk about it more. But that was the thing. So what I do want to talk about, and I have a couple things. They couldn't make it eighties fun. Like you gave it, you put her in nineteen eighty four. You have some fun with the eighties. They tried that, but even that came off kind of forced. Like uh-huh. it was, it was, you thought it would have been like that the whole time, but even even the eighties outfits they had her in were like, well, yeah, were like. Were like timeless evergreen '80s outfits. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like somebody could wear it now. Like, it's like that kind right, of thing, right, 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 right. Oh. Swatch watches. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm talking like Cabarichis. Like, like oh, 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 evergreen. Yeah, like, be like, yeah, yeah. Blouses would be like that. Would be like vintage now or something. You know, that makes sense for now. Yeah, yeah. So even if you're talking on that end of it, and then besides that, like. There's, it had don't get me wrong, it had its has its moments. It has you know over, of course it's going to be the guy who plays. Um, the bad guy is that guy from Narco, and he has no mustache in it. <laughs> and I, the, the whole time, no, is that who plays Mandalorian? If it's the same actor, the uh, guy oh, Pedro Pedro Pascal. Yes, that's Mandalorian. Oh, oh, I didn't know it was Mandalorian. Yeah, that's him. He's in this. Yeah, he's Mando. He is. Thank Great. you, Mike Torres. Um, he's he's good in this, and the and the like. He did a good job. Uh, and then no, no, Gal Gadot is good, and and Kristen Wiig is in it, and then <sighs> Kristen Wiig is good in it up until a certain point, and then they have. I'm just, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, for yeah. You. All right, we'll we'll move on because we'll, uh, we'll go back to it. Some, a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, man. Yes, well, that's a hell of a picture. So what I did was I watched it, and then I did not like it at all. So I needed to cleanse my palate with a good movie. Ooh. Now I didn't have to do. A, I didn't want to do. I didn't choose to do a good another comic movie because i was like i want something i know i'm gonna love uh-huh. so i watched uh one of i have said this before and i really it even solidifies it even more it's in my top 10 uh midnight run Ooh, dude, you went back again huh dude i just can't i cannot convey how underrated this fucking movie is <laughs> like if you have not seen midnight run as a movie like i will put that up against I was reading online. Alan Sebenwall, who does the movie books and he writes for the Times and everything, called it, which is kind of very dramatic. He called it the Casablanca of, of buddy movies, which is pretty funny. But he's not wrong. It is. I'll put it. I kind of want to do. I think we did it up against um, uh, maybe 48 hours. Did we do it against 48 hours? We did it against something. I will put that up against. We might have. I don't know. No, no. It was we a buddy up movie. against another buddy. We did I can't remember. Movie. Dig into the archives, Dimwits, and figure it out. But uh, we did do it. I think I was on the other end of Midnight Run. I'll go back and give it another I'll rewatch. I'll put it up against a, a bunch of fucking movies. Right. I'll put it up against any buddy movie. You tell me a better buddy movie. And also, right in. the guy, if you say Bad Boys, Bad Boys is written by the oh. same written by the same guy, George Gallo. And uh, and it's way better than Bad Boys. It's yeah. way it's so good. even if you look at the structure of the story of it, how everything fits in, it's almost like a fucking Seinfeld episode. It works out perfectly. The whole story works <laughs> yeah, out yeah, perfectly. Yeah. 
the the language is amazing. The 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 it, the acting is awesome. John, Good that's cast. another thing. I want to try to I'm going to try to get John Ashton for the the like John Let's Ashton is such a good actor dude that guy anything that guy does he's so amazing and and this is probably the best thing he did in his career it's such a good movie but I so I was like let me I never read I read the IMDb facts from a long time ago but I was reading the Wikipedia about um uh, Midnight Run, and one of the, apparently Paramount was going to put it out uh, at first, but they wanted a bigger name to team up with Robert De Niro, so uh, they were they they were looking at uh, Bruce Willis was almost the guy who teamed up with them. Uh-huh. Rob Robert Williams almost got it, and he uh, he was like I'll audition for Martin Brest, the director. Uh, so m- those guys were almost part of it, and then at one point they were like, let's do it. Uh, let's do a, a a woman and share was almost they, they oh almost had share and she must have read for it or whatever whatever it was. Um, but I'm glad yeah. they got old Chuck Roden in there. Yeah, and apparently you know how Chuck Roden and, and Chuck Roden is is there's a quote from De Niro saying the whole movie is great because of Chuck Roden. Like he just yeah, yeah, realized yeah. how to play that character. And you re- and another thing they mentioned online was that uh, I'll just I'll I'm not gonna pretend that I know this stuff myself. I'm gonna admit to you that I read it online. Okay. And, uh, uh, that Chuck Roden, they have him in handcuffs the whole movie. To this day, he has permanent scars because Ooh. getting chained from all the handcuffs and getting cut up from the handcuffs. Interesting. I was watching yeah. Clifford last night. <laughs> oh, He's so good in that, too. He's really, really can do good deadpan. So my point being that it worked. It cleansed the palate. It just made me how much I realized that. Because I was starting it. I'm like, I'll start Midnight Run. I've seen it so many times. Maybe I'll turn Did it off. Did you notice anything new, or was it just it affirmed your love for it? No, because I've seen it so many times. I'm I'm gonna yeah. notice everything I notice about the movie. Uh, Dennis Farina's in it as the bad guy. He's oh, boy, so good. Um, Dennis Farina's one of those guys, those character actors that can play a bad guy or a good guy. He's one of my favorites. He's so great. And yeah, I can't believe he's dead. He left I us know, too soon, sucks. man. It sucks that he's dead. So. Basically, Dimwit Nation, what I'm telling you is if you want to see the perfect buddy movie and if you're a younger person and you don't ha- you can't handle 80s movies because it's too old, go fuck yourself and just watch Midnight Run. It's yes, so better than Bad Boys. It's, it's better. I would say this. It's better than any buddy movie. Give me a buddy movie that's better Big. than Midnight Run. There is none. There is not one. Big matzo ball you're throwing out there, but write in, call in, uh, send us a letter to DYM Studios and let us know the buddy movies. I wanted to bring up um, something I never noticed in a film. That's why I asked you if you did you notice anything new because Tommy McNamara, very funny comic, former guest of the show, super funny comic, wrote me something. Uh, not wrote me, wrote something on Twitter about uh, Home Alone, the original, and he goes, "I never picked up on this before." Well, you know what's funny? I, I watched these- this on Christmas with my nephew. I told, I told you. I yeah, told yeah, you. exactly. What well, this one I'm bringing up? So he goes, "I never noticed how." funny and insanely darkly hilarious this is before in any movie and anything when kevin is at toward the end of the movie he has a rope connected from the house to his tree house to get away and marvin norm come up and they see the rope hanging there and they don't see kevin and, and norm just goes maybe he committed suicide <laughs> <laughs> so darkly hilarious in any capacity, <laughs> but I'd never picked up on that before. I was like, that's fucking funny, dude. Yeah. The Maybe movies, from back, they, movies from back in the day would have these like really adult moments in them. Like <laughs> yeah. they were, they almost were, they weren't written for like kids. Like even home alone was like, I wouldn't you say home alone even became a kid's movie kind of later. Like it was Absolutely. like, like it was a clean movie and it was, it's, it was a family movie, but it was, it was, it had its edge to it. It's the Simpsons. It's works for children, but also works on these beautiful adult levels. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, it's just uh, a very rewatchable thing as an adult. I saw it when I was a kid in the theater. I loved it. And I go back. I go, this is one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. It's, it's I watched great, Uncle yeah. Buck again. Uh, I was watching a lot of Christmas movies just because it's, it's hard to uh, avoid those during this time of year. But um, you, what, what would you, do, what would you take uh, Home Alone versus Elf? Home Alone. I think it's a pretty tough toss-up. It's a Elf. good, but Home Alone's a better movie. I love Elf, and I love that performance. But that one, to what you're saying, is a little more kid-friendly driven. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, but it has its 
Yes, but it's also like it's a little more saccharine. It's a little more uh, sugary and a little more watered down than what, one thing I noticed when we were watching Home Alone. What I loved was uh, when the the John Candy scene is great. Which we, I think I think you might have mentioned this the first time I found out was uh, he did that for free. John Candy and he, right, didn't get, right, he didn't get paid for being at Home Alone, and he actually apparently got annoyed that it was taking too long because I needed him like extra days to film it. Uh, but there's a great scene when he's talking, he's trying to tell her like the, his band and like everything. He goes, I don't know if you know, it's like polka, polka, polka. And he does like this, this like shimmy thing when yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, it's right. so great. He's polka, 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 polka all night. <laughs> he's like listing their albums and she's like, no, I don't know. And I'm wondering also how much of that was ad libbed, like between uh-huh, them. Uh-huh. They were both on SCTV together. Yeah, like, do you realize how people should watch SCTV now because they're going to be like, oh, it's all the Shit's Creek people. Because Eugene right, Levy, right. like, it's all these Canadians from back in the day, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I actually did rem- uh, realize uh, I watched something that I'd never seen before. Yeah, Christmas movie. While you were sleeping. I never saw it before. I've never watched it. <laughs> Me neither. But I was talking to our, our mutual friend, uh, Gabby Kaufman. She's been a guest on the show before. And she was like, I'm doing this Christmas marathon movies. And I was like, what are you up to? And she was like, I'm watching while you were sleeping. And I was like, oh, I've never seen that before. Granted, she's a millennial. She lost her mind on me. Like it was Godfather part one. I go, sorry, I've never seen while you were sleeping. Mid 90s Sandra Bullock, Bill Pullman film. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I watched it and it was fine. It's a very cookie cutter mid 90s rom-com, you know? Yeah, I Hard think to it's- not enjoy Sandra Bullock in that time frame. She's cute. She's adorable. She's funny. Bill Pullman's great in everything he does. Uh, so that's my review. It's a very, very dated yet uh, enjoyable mid nineties rom-com. And then it was like Sandra Bullock at like the peak of her Sandra Bullockness. Yes, exactly. She, I, you know, she, she, was, she was one of my, my nineties babes. I loved Sandra B. My nineties babes. Oh, the nineties San- babes. SB, one of my nineties babes. Such a, <laughs> Sandy B. <laughs> uh, I think we should do a segment on the show. I do want to bring back the segments of the show. We have to do a defense and do extra episodes with a defense, but um, oh, right. I want to bring back two things. What, one, I want to start a new segment where I think we should do, even if we do as extra episodes, where we'll watch chick flicks and then we'll give okay. our reviews on chick flicks, or right. quote, quote unquote chick flicks. Okay, because yeah, not my them, biggest genre that I've seen a lot of. Chick flicks. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and, and then oh, I think we should also like, we could probably come up with a, um, a set of rules that what makes a chick flick, like what makes, cause I was while I was watching wonder woman and it's funny how your perception changes. Cause I, you know, I'm a, I have a, a man brain, I guess. And I, I'm yeah. sitting there going, they make her relationship to Chris Pine, like the biggest reason she does anything in the movie. And, mm. and I'm like, and then I'm like, Oh, why did they do that? I thought they would have be more mindful of like, of course, the woman superhero. The only thing important to her is her relationship. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to be. I'm thinking I'm being like, I'm like, yeah, that's weird that they did that. But then I thought about it. I'm like, oh no, that's most. That's a lot. Like, look at Captain America. Same thing. Look at freaking mm. Spider Man. Same thing. Spider Man. Mary Jane is the main reason he does anything. Sp- Captain America goes back in freaking time to go back to the 40s to go back with his his lady. Yeah. So, yeah. That was just me being misogynistic. Uh, yeah. so you might say this, uh, this movie about a woman made you wonder. All right, man. I got to do one an episode. I figured that would end with 2020. This is a now new segment. In 2021, in- Andy's bad pun of the episode. <laughs> That's my new contribution. <laughs> it makes it, what, what that pun just did was make me wonder why Andy does comedy. <laughs> or makes me wonder why how Andy's ever gotten a woman. What if, what if I was really bad at puns? I, I go, it makes you wonder, 1984. Guy doesn't understand how puns work. <laughs> I have to use the whole title. Gremlins. Gremlins, 1984. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so the Wonder Woman sucked. But, yeah, I think we should do a, a chick flick section on the movie. I'm going to watch. I'm just going to watch it anyway. Just because. Yeah, well, no, still watch it. Else? I don't know, man. Give me yeah. something. Write in. Tell me on Twitter if you got a, a new flick for me. I, I always put this question out on Twitter every few months. And you guys, you got to get more creative. It's like, I've seen everything. Give me something uh, new that I you really think I haven't seen. Assume that I've seen most shit, uh, yeah. especially in COVID times. So, because I am really. Give us a board over here. 
<laughs> give us give us homework and we'll watch it and talk about it. Absolutely. That'd be if that's especially a fun one if we both haven't seen it cuz uh I'd like to see if anybody can find uh one that we go two for two here on because we've seen a lot of shit combined, you know. I, I think mean? what we should do right now, I want to we're going to bring back Dreamcast where we recast a classic movie. That's a fun one. Uh I think we should Right now, let's name. All we're gonna do is name a movie. Give me a classic movie, Andy. And our homework for next week is to come back with the Dreamcast. Oh my goodness gracious! Do you want me to? All right. How about this? Give me a decade. Let's say eighties. All right. In honor of Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty-four. Okay. A classic 1980s movies that we want to recast. So let's think of on uh, just for fun a bigger ensemble film of the 1980s that we can yeah. recast. Maybe. Um, ooh, this is a good one. That would be a fun. I'm surprised they haven't actually tried to remake something like this lately. What about Splash? Oh, Splash! I'm 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 shocked that they haven't remade it either. Okay, you want to do Splash? Because it's a very solid OG cast. It's got some fun side characters in it. The aforementioned Eugene Levy. And John Candy. Um, John Candy. John Candy. Uh, I think it would be a fun little 2021 recap. Uh, recast, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Okay, let's do Splash for next week. Um, okay. The other thing is that's interesting about Splash that I, I don't know if I mentioned this already on the show. Um, I was watching TikTok because I'm uh, 18 years old. Hey, and and I'm a perv. And um, <laughs> so oh, you're 42 and a perv. That's why you're watching TikTok. You had you had the right sentences. They were just no, the words were out of I'm order. actually very responsible on TikTok. Anyway, so uh, I'm scrolling through Let's it. And some, some guy had a great um, a great little fact about Splash is that you know how like Madison is a name for a daughter. Did I already talk about this or no? No. You know how people name their daughter Madison now? Sure. That wasn't a thing. The reason it's a thing is partially or 100% because of Splash. There's a scene in Splash where he's like, well, we have to give you a name. And she yeah. goes, uh, how about, street. and they look right. at Madison Avenue and she yeah. goes, Madison. And he goes, that's not a name. That's a street. Uh, Isn't that funny? So I think I know Madison. Maddies. I don't know if they're Madisons, though. I think they're maybe Madelines. People name their kids Madison now. Or, you know, I think boys and girls, I think. Well, now you can fucking look at a uh, remote control and you get a name, you know? Yeah, hey, but that might, where, that might be where... Costanza. That might be where it first came from, you know? Yeah. So uh, I thought interesting. That, interesting fact. Interesting fact. All right. So should we put this out to Dimwood Nation or you, or you want us to start yeah. it first? Or just this all in? Everybody who wants to recast can join I'll, in. Maybe, yeah, let's do it that way because maybe obviously everybody's going to have different answers. So we'll pick some of the best ones. Yes, absolutely. Read them up. I want to tweet it out uh, after the episode, um, after this episode airs, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get all the suggestions from you guys and we'll c- compare and contrast. Yeah. And boy, what a show we had last night. <laughs> 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 to pull back the curtain, Shawnee and I are actually taping this on <laughs> Tuesday, still 2020, but we have still the, the hell year on yeah. uh, 1231 with our pal James Mattern. And I'm assuming it went great and it was fun. I can tell you we were really drunk. That's the one thing I know. <laughs> That's the one thing that we can be sure of is we'll be fucking loaded. Even though I already got made fun of because Soldier <laughs> asked, <laughs> he asked us what we want to drink, and I and I said White Claws, and Andy was like, "All right, you fucking pussy." <laughs> That's not what I said at all. If you're gonna say it, say it right. <laughs> Joel Richardson, the producer, owner of Soul Joel's Comedy Club and Lounge in Roseburg, PA. He was single-handedly saved live comedy in that area and a lot of helped out a lot of New York. A lot of areas because people go, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hired us for New Year's Eve. We're doing a big headlining show, and this has obviously happened yesterday. But he texted us. He goes, can't wait for Thursday. It's going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to We're going to end the year with a bang. What can I buy you guys? What do you guys like to drink? I said, give me some Bud Lights and some Jameson. I'm a happy camper. About an hour later, Shawnee comes back in four separate text messages. Goes, I like White Claw, Blackberry, or whatever it is. No, the Cherry Flare, whatever. I don't know. I know it's worse than that. I said, <laughs> the purple flavor. The purple <laughs> flavor. I just wrote back, you better get him some extra cock with his White Claws, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I, had, I did it just for the joke because I do love them. They are delicious. delicious. And I, I came around late on the on the white claws, but because 
They are. It's, it's just like a refreshing. But they also pack a wallop. They you pack a wallop. And it's like, and I don't feel like bloated crap the next day. Right, right, right. You're hungover as fuck because I think it's just melted sugar. But yeah, uh, exactly. They are delicious. So I'm pretty sure we were drunk that night. And uh, it's New Year's Eve. That's the time to do it, baby. You go out with one big bang. And I think I'm doing a little sober January, Shawnee. Are you? I've been doing like New Year's Eve will be the first time I drank in a while. I'm just going to go back to doing that because I'm trying to lose the poundage and drink part of it. Oh, thanks. I I got a ways to go, but I I lost a little bit so far, but I got to figure it out. I put about 10 of the uh, Thanksgiving to Christmas weight back on just because I go, yeah, there's no point in these two months with the eating and the the being at home and the cold weather. No. So uh going to do sober January. I'm actually going to push it until Super Bowl weekend because I'm going skiing with my buddies uh, in Colorado first weekend of February. So I'm going to hold out until then. I'm going to yeah. uh, go January plus. So that's a good idea. That's a great idea. You'll feel fantastic. Yeah, I did it. Uh, I didn't do it last year, but I did it the year before. If you remember, you were actually the one who bought me my very first drink after Yes. Was uh, it that? Was it that? That block or that patty? That the olive tree. I got passed at the comedy cellar that night, ah. and I had it was a, it was it was early February was my audition date, and I was doing sober January. I was like, this will clear my head. I'll I'll be running around, I'll be able to do comedy. No, won't have to worry about hangovers and everything. And then yeah, Friday night I had an audition passed, and you were like, let's sign you back up for the old Jameson and Guinness. <laughs> and we never looked back from there. So uh, oh, it man. does make you feel so good, though. You really do start to feel like quick-witted. Like after two weeks, you really start to like oh, notice yeah. the mental change. Yeah, you know you're, like, I, you're, you're, you're like, I can remember things. <laughs> Just like I'm writing material on a fucking clip. Oh, it's really a, a good thing. Yeah, so I man. just quit altogether, but I, I enjoy it too much. I like I like drinking. I know I know we, I don't have a problem. If I had a problem with it, I'd be like I should stop forever. But sure, I haven't sure. during quarantine. Now I drank so much during the beginning of quarantine. I'm like, all right, I've been cooling off for the past like whatever amount yeah, of time. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, everything in moderation, gang. Moderation. That's uh, why we only do one episode a week. <laughs> <laughs> we should do more episodes a week. But Andy's we a very busy. Patreon coming up on uh, in 2021. So stick yes. around for that. A lot of it's going to be a great year. I, I I'm I'm convinced. Uh, Again, we love all of you dimwits for listening and uh, making the pod what it is. Hope everybody had a great new year. There are only better things to come. It's been a fucking shit year in more ways than I can even imagine. You know, we yeah. uh, we all experienced loss. And, and as and do this language and it was as brutal. A, as a New Year's resolution or a New Year's gift to us, do us a favor. Tell your friends about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, Please. review, share yeah. it on share it online. Contact us. We'll talk right back at you on Twitter or Instagram or whatever it is. We'll contact you right back and uh and and give us ideas for the show. What what you like, what you don't like. I I think some people were upset because there wasn't as much defending going on. There'll be way more of that coming up. So guess uh, we haven't had a guest in a while. We haven't had a guest in a while. So that that will happen big uh, time. We'll have a guest next episode. Make sure to have a guest. And um and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Also, what's that, Andy? I wanted to just give a extra special shout out to our producer, Mike Mushy Suarez. We love him. Uh, ever since we've come to Laugh Button, you've been nothing but amazing. He cuts up and edits and deals with all our bullshit. So, Mikey, get on the mic. Tell give Mikey a follow. Will you get him? He's a hilarious yeah. comic as well. Yes, he is. Thank Mike, you. what what is your uh your Twitter and your Instagram? Oh, at Mike V. Suarez. Mikey, we love you so much and appreciate really we don't say it often enough for everything you do uh, for the show. Me well, and Mike Mitchell there when I worked. Mike is from San Antonio and I worked that club. Mike, we hung out the whole weekend. We went to get ice cream on the Riverwalk, but then I was the only one who got ice cream. There was like four of us. <laughs> I'm shocked that happened, first of all. <laughs> I didn't get, I'm shocked I didn't get ice cream. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for your help. Yeah, we, really we love you, Mikey. Oh, for sure, it's great. Um, but yeah, and guys, tune in next week, uh, where we're we're gonna talk more about uh, all the different homework that we had. We're gonna read you Wonder Woman. Yeah, you're gonna watch Wonder Woman and check out Andy. He's, he's at Andy Fiore on Instagram that's and it. Twitter. That's the cool breeze, baby. And and check yeah, check out the cool breeze. And also check out check out Dutch if you can check, at Shawnee Time on Instagram and Twitter. If, if they make the Dutch really happy, and 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 check out both of our radio shows. What are they called, Andy? 
Well, we both also work for Sirius XM on the Raw Dog channel. That is 99 on your XM dial. Shawnee has a show every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Amazing show. Amazing guests. It's called Celebrate. They take one topic a week and they concentrate and celebrate that. And it's super fun and a great listen and a unique take on uh, comedy shows. And on Thursdays at the very same time, 4 p.m., my show, The Raw Report, me and Liz Firiati and Jason Shabiro and Black Lou Johnson. We basically uh, we get some we have some fun guests. It's an interview show, and uh, we've had some really good people during quarantine, which has been one of the more positive things. We've gotten some good guests on that, and everything is on demand. And SiriusXM is always doing some sort of wheeling and dealing, so you could download that shit for uh, you know very few dollars a month or do some free special offers. But why don't you give us a uh, uh, a like and a subscription, whatever they do over there as well, because uh, we got to pay the bills, gang. Um, and we love doing this. We love doing the show for you. So uh, the more support we get, the more we can do. So um, again, happy new year to everybody. We love you so much. And I love you, Shawnee. And I love you, Mike. Love you guys. Uh, yes. And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And thank you again. Bye-bye. We love you. Bye-bye. Happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs>